The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, my boys and girls, welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the lovely, the hot. I'm thinking about you looking at booby pictures now, now that I know that you take. I'm actually, I'm going to send you pictures of my boobs. That's that's my new my new goal. I saw them today already. You did. Hot, huh? Yeah, sexy. Yeah, my, my, my hairy man boobs? Yes. Yeah. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is one, the only, the luscious Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hi. All right, so today... We're going to dive back into uh, Richard Davis and uh, Dina Riley. This is the part two. So let's just jump in so we can get this done because, you know, we don't want to spend a month of Sundays on this <laughs> Yeah. I got a lot of pages to go. Yeah. Big D Riley. All right. So <clears throat> little catch up, catch up. Okay. These two assholes meet and they end up killing together. Easy. Easy. All right, I, yeah. I can't Ricotta. remember what part one was about because I've been... I remember that she didn't want to be a mom anymore. She oh, yeah. She left the kids that's right. she, she ran, the husband and then, like, had another kid with somebody else. And he thought he was hot shit. Because we were talking about mullets. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. The See, my brain is so out of it because it has been a week. Don't ask me anything, like, super important. I won't remember that. But I remember this because I remember sending you the mullet picture of the, the family picture with all the mullets. <laughs> I think that should be us because we're kind of a family here. I think that should be all of our goal. Like, John's already got long hair. Oh, we can give him a mullet. No, and we cannot. What? Why? Why? <laughs> you have long hair. I'll get a mullet wig if I could talk Dawn into it, too, as her hair is growing. You'll wear a mullet wig all day long. There's no. That's my hair. <laughs> so that's not happening. See, I you're right. trying to bring us closer together so we can all bond. But nobody wants to have a permanent mullet. Damn I, it! I have I have party on the sides. That's what mine is. I already I got my own. Oh, so many thoughts that go through my head. I've been in this <laughs> fucked up porn mode lately. I don't know why. <laughs> that's like that's a baseline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into these two pecker heads here. <coughs> so, this is actually going to start off almost sounding like a joke now that I'm reading it. <laughs> a man was on his way to go fishing at the Sny Creek near Bates City, Missouri on May 15th of 2006. See? Sounds like a fucking start of a joke. Yes. <laughs> when he found a woman's body, because apparently stumble across him and you find him. You can't just go get, like, you know, a woman anywhere. you got to find a body. The body was located in the vicinity near Route D, as in Big D, and Route FF. That is fucking awesome. I love that. <laughs> the D and the F. This is, this is going to be a good episode. I yes. feel it. I feel yes. it in the cockles of my... Well, I just feel it. <laughs> the woman was naked, and authorities uh, determined that she had been beaten, raped, and choked to death. So during the autopsy, the medical examiner determined that she had been choked from behind, causing trauma to her throat. She also inhaled water into her lungs, but did not drown. Oh. How the... Okay, well, party. That's a little kinkier than normal, but all right. (laughs) We're going to go with it. (laughs) When Lori discovered that... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's weird, man. When when Lori discovered that the victim uh, was identified as 41-year-old Marcia Spicer, she was shocked. 
Marsha and Lori were friends who ran with the same crowd. I don't run anywhere, by the way. Like, I'll hang with you guys, but I ain't running. If I'm being chased, I'll run. (laughs) I've said it many times. If y'all see me running, start running. Because something's real wrong. Yeah, Yeah, something bigger and badder than me is chasing me. Don't even look back. Just go, I know there's a reason. Just keep up with Scott. Just run. Make sure he doesn't trip us. (laughs) So, Lori wondered if the cousin had gotten Marsha's number from Davis as well. She had a feeling that her creepy meeting with Davis, and that's Richard Davis, not the not Big D Riley, <clears throat> um, it, and her friend turning up dead shortly after was too much of a coincidence. She took her concerns to the authorities on May 16th. After Marsha's body was positively identified, Stephen Spicer, her ex-husband, granted an interview to reporters. During that interview, he told the reporter that she was raised around Blue Springs and Independence, Missouri. When he talked about her drug addiction, he said, quote, I tried to get some help. She didn't deserve what happened to her. And I agree, man. Like, just because you're yeah. a junkie doesn't mean that you deserve to fucking die. That, that should happen. Yeah. Holy shit. You know? Damn. Oh, anyways. Once the authorities released the information about where Marsha's body was discovered, they had someone else come forward to give a to give a statement. According to the reports, the unnamed individual told police that they had been in the same area the day before the discovery. While they were walking through the wooded area, they noticed that there was a hole in the ground. Well, that's stupid. There's holes in the ground no matter where you walk. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I walk out my driveway. I'm wondering if this was like, you know, a body-sized hole, though, maybe. It's Missouri. It could be just hillbilly sitting there. And then I saw a hole. I thought it was for a gopher, but it may have been for a mole. I don't know, gopher, mole. Same thing, right? <laughs> now, excuse me while I rub my sister on the butt. Okay, so what, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I gotta stop because I'm losing my mind. Next to the hole was uh, was a shovel stick in the ground. <laughs> was a taint? That's right. <laughs> the fisherman later stated that the shovel was not there when he found the remains. So now we get to questioning the couple, and they looked and said, "What is your favorite position?" And she said, "That's easy, choke from behind." <laughs> No, that's not what they said. Well, I mean, don't <laughs> knock it. <laughs> you want to meet me in my bedroom? <laughs> asking, asking for a friend. The next day, detectives from Independence, the Independence Police Department and Lafayette County Sheriff's Office went over to the apartment to talk to Davis and Dina. During that interview, both of them denied even knowing who Marsha was, which and that's smart. I, I they did one that. smart thing. Yeah, they did one smart thing. It's not like some of our killers like we were talking about in the last episode where they knock, 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 knock. Hey, we're looking for somebody who killed this person. Oh, fuck, you got me. It's me. It was right, me. Right here. Like, I got her remains right here. Like, two of her arms, you know, both of her arms. In the freezer. And like a finger. Yeah. You don't have to grill me so hard. Just arrest me and take me in. Oh, dude, we were the just. The pressure was just too much. Yeah. And we've actually seen. I've, I remember one. It was one that Dawn researched. With the legs falling out of the fucking cupboards at him, and I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, yes, but like they literally went up to his thing and knocked. And they said, "Hey, do you know why the 
the uh, the the plumbing's all plugged up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm stuffing people's remains down there, down the garbage disposal, yeah, and down the toilet, toilet trying to and, flush yeah. them." Do what? Yeah, no, it's me. It's me. I did it. Yeah. It's no secret that Davis was on parole for uh, rape charge. Once they were inside the apartment, they saw many things that disturbed them. Oh, Most... that's right. They were they wanted to make snuff films. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I'm remembering. Okay. There's probably the handcuffs, the dildos, the ball gags, pictures of me. That's pretty disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that stood out to them was a video camera. No, okay. Stop right there. Why would that even stick out? Dude, people have video cameras and they have since they fucking came out. We're talking the 2000s, okay? I've got video cameras. Now, what mm-hmm. I do with those are none of anybody's fucking business, but I'm going to keep that to myself yes. because my hard drive's full and I don't need that investigated <laughs> right now. It was it was set up to uh, to a point right at the bed. The point right at the bed. Laying nearby was a uh, journal tape book. What the fuck's a journal tape book? A All journal right. type book. Type. Yeah. I'm still trying to get used to my glasses, which I'm not wearing right oh, now. Oh, it's okay. I, today is... <laughs> my brain couple... isn't wording either. Yeah, the no, last couple of days have been kind of rough on me. It was open and they saw entries about sex and choking. Then they saw some weed, which was an obvious violation of his parole. Oh, yeah, because all weed smokers are bad with the devil's cabbage. The devil's lettuce. Yeah. Devil's lettuce. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. That's calling an exorcist. I must when... be a saint because... You know, both of us, after all the drugs and all the things we've done, like, we 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 aren't killing people. We aren't making snuff films, like... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, and actually, I was thinking about that, um, what was it, uh, night before last when I was out of town. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, I've done a lot of dope. I've got a sex addiction. i got a lot of stuff going on here. And... I've never once killed any. Don't get me wrong. I have murdered some vagina. That cat's taking a stab at I've, I've killed people in my mind oh, many times. <laughs> but never. I'm never going to actually do that. Right, right, right. Um, give me one moment. Talk about something. Talk about something. Well, I, I have nothing... Anyway, oh, sorry. That's trying to figure out what the shit's about. Anyway, when investigators talked to Dina, she flat out told him that when Davis had sex, he uh, only enjoyed himself if it was violent. Which honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, because there's that's their deal, man. Consensual. It's if that's what you like. There's always someone there to, to meet you on the other end. Yeah, you know, fucking, I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, shouldn't be killing people, making snuff. No, things, but all right. <laughs> With everything they found and heard while they were uh, at the apartment, they had enough probable cause to arrest Davis and Dina. Or, at the very least, they could detain them for a while uh, as they investigated further. However, Sheriff... What the fuck? Carrick Alamba? Yeah. Okay. That's a messed up name right there. Just when when I think that I'm not going to get any messed up names. (laughs) Sheriff uh, Carrick Allenbaugh made the decision at uh, at that point that that was only odd. That it was only odd. Not only odd. Oh, not only odd. God damn it. I'm, I'm going to fuck everything up this week. I know it. I'm so tired that I'm... 
I am not on point either. So <laughs> it's gonna be one of those. I'm lakes. sorry. <laughs> it would outrage the state when they found out about it. Okay. He told Davis and Dina to vacate the premises until he could obtain a search warrant from the district attorney's office. Later, Allenbaugh tried to justify his decision. Quote, this guy is an animal, and he needed to be locked up in a cage. But you do have to jump through some hoops to do it right. Just like sex, you have to jump through some hoops sometimes. <laughs> it's a circus in my bedroom. Yes. Officers from independent, the Independence Police Department and deputies from the sheriff's office couldn't do anything but stand there. They stood there and watched as Davis and Dina got into his red GMC pickup and drove off down the street like adios, bitchachos. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. So detectives had to appear before a judge twice before they were issued a search warrant. While they were finally issued one on May 19th of 2006. With the warrant finally in hand, they entered the apartment and began their search. What they found would turn everyone's stomach. Ew. The search team found a, vi- uh, a videotape of Marsha that showed her engaging in graphically violent, uh, a graphically violent sex encounter. It was obviously filmed at the couple's apartment in Davis's bed. This video was timestamped May 14th of 2006 at approximately 3 a.m. So only five days before. Yeah. I mean, this is like really recent. Real I think recent, that's, that's yeah. a smoking gun right there. Yeah. What are you going to do? Go, um, yeah, she died from violent sex, but not with me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, getting a drink of coffee. So that way there, I can be a little bit more on point. That's how, yeah, especially when it's like filmed in your apartment. You can't deny that. They they went in there and they looked at it already. They know exactly what they're looking at. That's an apartment that looks just like mine. I don't know how this I don't know how this happened. Yeah, it was somebody else's tape. So this video was timestamped, as I said, three years ago. The the footage uh, showed Marsha with uh, duct tape over her eyes. Ow. It also appeared as if she was high on drugs during the encounter. Because I'm sure that's how they were like, oh, come on over. We got some drugs. Well, yeah, I would think that would make it way easier. Yeah. (laughs) There was two full hours of footage depicting Davis and Dina uh, raped, beat, and choked Marsha multiple times as she begged for her life. I guess the drugs wore off at some point. Yeah. There was also several scenes on the tape where she was uh, seen spitting and vomiting from the torture. That was inflicted on her. Marsha was only four foot eleven. Oh, she's a little bit taller than my uh, three and a half ex-wife. <laughs> and her wrists were bound with duct tape behind her back for the majority of the traumatic ordeal. While she was bound, Davis and Dina took turns sodomizing her. The end of the video showed the couple strangling her to death. After reviewing the videotape, the authorities issued warrants for the arrest of Davis and Dina. The warrants were charging them with first-degree murder and kidnapping. They were also charged with multiple counts of assault and sodomy at the time. Jackson County Prosecutor. No, yeah, that's just <laughs> that's fucked that up, man. Sick. Jackson County Prosecutor Michael Sanders told reporters 
they did the tape because they enjoyed watching it. It was it was in the machine we got when we got there. Uh, and they had been watching it. That's what he's saying. Like they had been watching it and having a good time too. Yeah. From the evidence, the authorities found that uh, found they were led to believe that Davis uh, proposed marriage to Dina. Apparently, this occurred at some point later on in the day they killed Marsha. Because it was a magical day, yeah. That's I think that's what I could do if I ever get married again is you know, I'll take I'll take my girlfriend out, we'll kill somebody, you know. This was such a romantic day, I brought some wine. You wanna get married? It was really bonding. It was bonding. <laughs> it was a bonding and experience. We sodomized a girl and it was great, you know? Let's, let's, good times. It's good times. We're gonna do this every year. Yeah. Anniversaries. <laughs> Birthdays. Everybody's Christmas. invited. Yes. The tape of Marsha wasn't the only tape uh, that the search team found. Well, of course not. There was a second one <coughs> that also uh, depicted the uh, volatile couple victimizing other women. The authorities took a, a still photograph from the video of, of the woman who was obviously in distress. The victim was uh, staring at the camera with wide-eyed fear. The veins in her forehead were bulging. And her pale skin was bright red, like she had been nearly been choked to death. So, you know, a little asphyxia going on. Yeah. On May 23rd, the police wouldn't wouldn't publicly identify the victim from the second video. However, Sherry Ballow, Michelle Ricci's mother, told reporters the authorities told her they discovered a photo of Michelle during their search of Davis and Dina's apartment. Sherry told reporters that the photo the uh, the authorities showed her of uh, a Michelle will haunt her for I'm sorry I got the burps will haunt her forever. She said, "quote It looks like she was saying, don't hurt me. She looks stressed. Well, yeah, you're getting killed just a little. It's a little bit of stress here. They're trying to murder me mm. only a little bit, just you a know, little, like a clonopin or something." <laughs> I'll be just fine. <laughs> yes. Sherry also said that she was concerned because she was 100% sure she had encountered Marsha and Michelle's at Michelle's house on March 30th of 2006. She also stated that Dina seemed familiar uh, to her as well. When Sherry talked about the situation, she said, quote, I don't know if it's going to get worse. I want to find my daughter. If she's gone... I want to find out who did it. You know she didn't survive that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, Sherry. I got bad news for you there, sweetheart. Yeah. Pretty sure. She's gone. Yeah. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I hope for her but... own <laughs> sake that she's gone. So she doesn't have to relive that every single day, you know, of her, the rest of her life. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucked up. Man. Yeah. Sherry had reported Michelle missing on May 3rd of 2006 when she didn't show up at the at the house to pick up her uh, disability check. According to the missing persons report, Michelle was last seen by her mother on April 2nd. At the time, she was with her boyfriend. Then on April 12th, uh, the place Michelle was sharing with her boyfriend caught fire and burned down. God, Burning so down just- the house. <laughs> My one, one shitty thing after another. No kidding, man. God damn. That's like bad luck Chuck going on. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. 
Maybe it's something. I think her mom should have given her a lucky rabbit's foot, a four-leaf clover, a horseshoe. $150,000. $150,000, yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> Unlike the video Davis and Dina recorded depicting Marsha's murder, the video they took of Michelle's sexual torture showed that Michelle was still very much alive when they finished brutally assaulting her. Uh, okay, I know she was alive on the video there, Mama, but yeah, she's not. She's not. Like I said, I don't want to be the dickhead with the bad news, but but let's let's call a spade a spade yeah. here. Your daughter's non-existent. She's she's, she's unalive. Yeah. So sorry for your loss. Those weren't the only items the authorities discovered during their search. In the garage, they found two vehicles. Inside the first one, what's behind door number one? <laughs> A, a Chevy S10 pickup, they discovered a blood-stained blanket. The second vehicle, a 93 Toyota Corolla, had a blood stain on its upholstery and a pitchfork in the trunk. Why? Why can't you have a pitchfork around. in your truck? I mean, that's normal, right? <laughs> blood-stained upholstery and a pitchfork. That's normal. Everybody's, totally normal. Everybody's vehicle has Not that, Not right? related at all. No. Inside Davis and uh, Dina's apartment, in addition to the videotapes, the search team found a joint, a bag of uh, leafy substance. (laughs) If it's leafy, then you might want to throw that shit Mm, away, man. You want the buds, but guys, just just saying. Give me a bag of shake. (laughs) Yeah, give me a fucking bag of shake, man. Go fucking flush that shit. A uh, a laptop (laughs) computer and duct tape. Not only did they find a roll of duct tape, they discovered a torn piece that had uh, hair stuck to it. Hopefully it was like regular hair. Not like he wasn't trying to wax his pubes or anything. It was probably somebody's eyelashes. Yeah, no, that, that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they reviewed the video, <clears throat> law enforcement officials in Lafayette County issued an all points, an APB, all points build bulletin for Davis and Dina. The bulletin stated that the two were wanted for first-degree murder, kidnapping, sodomy, assault, and a, and the rape of Marsha Spicer. Ah, damn, that's a lot of charges. That's a lot. <coughs> Sorry, fucking... I can't get rid of this cough, man. I'm dying. In the 36 hours from the time the couple wa- uh, waved goodbye to the authorities, their status had changed dramatically. <coughs> With each other, or... <laughs> oh, I just gotta get some water. <laughs> oh, Dehydrated as fuck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Where the fuck was it? Okay, so at first, Davis and Dina were thought to be secret perverts. <laughs> There's no so secret, secret about that yeah. shit. <laughs> that ain't a secret. Now they were accused of being sex murderers at the top of America's most wanted list of fugitives. I know exactly how that is. I think the Being tree pulled. T- well, not not so secretly anymore, right? <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. <laughs> when you're following me around, going, "Hey, little boy, I've got candy." Yeah. I'm, oh, is a gummy bear jump? Yeah, that'll work. Oh, I'm getting in the van. <laughs> I'm Can in. Can I see the gummy bears? No, you got to get in the van. Oh, oh, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Have your way with me. It's cool. Yes. On May 21st, 2006, detectives Mike. Detective Mike Johan Joanne 
with the Independence Police Department issued the following statement. We were desperately looking for them. We feel that they are a threat to the community and they should be considered armed and dangerous. It's Johan. Is that Johan? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll go with that. Davis and Dino were at the center of a nationwide manhunt and woman hunt. A person hunt. It's got to be a person hunt, man. It's not just, why is there, no discriminating. It's a, yeah, it's a man hunt. No, you're hunting for that bitch too, man. Mm-hmm. And their images were splashed all over the media in every state. In the meantime, the authorities tried tracking their cell phones and credit card usage. From the paper trail, law enforcement officials were able to determine that the, comp- that the couple had left Independence heading east across Missouri to St. Louis, Missouri. Idiots. That's where they make Do a lot of Budweiser. leave a trail. No paper trail. Yeah, no paper trail, man. They remained in the area for a few days before they were once again on the move. Uh, and the trail led to Illinois. At some point, Davis and Dina traveled through St. Louis for approximately 100 miles and stopped uh, in, a, in the small town of Perryville, Missouri. Apparently, Dina had a friend who lived there, 45-year-old Susan Summers. And I don't she think an this, Not Suzanne Summers. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what I'm thinking of from like Three's Company. Yes, okay. yeah. I'm on, I'm, I'm on track now. I'm on track. That's, that's I, what I was I thinking of, man think it ended well for this lady i don't know i'm worried for her already when the authorities questioned susan uh the first time oh okay okay all right she lived she denied seeing davis and dina then hours later she was questioned a second time and during that interview she changed her statement that's when she admitted that they were in her apartment shortly before the police arrived and had her step uh, and had her step outside so that they could speak with her uh, there was some speculation the couple might actually have been inside the apartment when the officers were there. Susan, not Suzanne, <laughs> was arrested and charged with two counts of hindering prosecution, which is a felony in Missouri. God damn, Susan. Good job. Up. Yeah. They're Good getting some job. aiding and abetting going on there. Now you're going to get some big freaking lesbian named Alice who's going to butt rape you. Anyway, I digress. With a broomstick. Oh, God. Man, maybe she'll get lucky and she'll just get tongue-punched in her fart box. (laughs) In Susan's second police interview, she said Davis and Dina informed her they had raped and killed a lady and they were wanted by the police. Apparently, right before they left her apartment sometime afternoon, they said that they were... Quote, going to go somewhere and kill themselves. Bullshit. They probably said, if you say anything, we're coming back and we're going to do it to you. Which would make the most sense, right? Because yes. they're violent and that's yes. their deal. Yeah, just that, that would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. After Davis and Dina left Perryville, reports indicate that they might have been spotted in Columbia, Illinois. That's across the state line from St. Louis, Missouri. According to the reports, Davis charged $107 to his visa at... The Red Roof Inn located there. After that same day, or later that same day, he made three separate withdrawals in the amount of $100 each from an ATM located in the motel. After reviewing the ATM surveillance footage, Sheriff Hmm. Albrecht? I'll go with that, okay. Albrecht? That's what it looks like. Albrecht. 
confirmed, quote, the person utilized the ATM at the time was identified as Davis. He was identified. <laughs> We're hot on your trail. The authorities believe Davis and Dina had been in contact with other associates of theirs as well. According to the documents obtained from the court, one of those people was a woman named Sherry Brisbane. Brisbane was one of Dina's close friends. Ooh, that means you're definitely on the uh, menu. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. She Well, she told the authorities, so that's cool. We okay, she she's alive. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really weird with this one, because I'm reading through. and it, 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 I'm like, okay, this is going to be bad. It's like, this one's or, gonna They're going to get this one. Yeah. Because a lot of her friends kind of die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. She told the authorities she received a call from Dina on May 17th. During their conversation, Dina asked her uh, to come over to the apartment and pick her and Davis up. Apparently... They wanted to ride somewhere because the detectives had just left after questioning them about Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> Brisbane told law enforcement officials that she agreed to go get him. She said that when she arrived, Dina began to cry and Davis took, uh, looked defeated. Uh, head and shoulders slumped and just being a bitch. Just down. Yeah, he, he was just being a, a bitch. He was being he was whiny. Yeah. After she picked them up, she let the couple borrow her truck. Later that day, she received a text telling her that they left her truck uh, at a park in Avondale. Avondale. That's a small town near the Missouri River. Thanks, you couldn't bring it back? No, of course not. But, you know, could have been worse. Could have, you know. Could have left killed. a body in it? Yeah. You never know. Or dildos. It's <laughs> happened fork, to me. You know, I mean. Some people have just left dildos randomly in <laughs> my truck. <laughs> Don't judge me. I saw that <laughs> the other day. It was like an Uber driver who had to call the person back and be like, I think you left something in my car. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I have all my stuff. And he sent a picture. The dildo was like in between the seats. <laughs> he was like, this isn't mine. So I'm pretty sure it's yours. That would be the fucking best yeah. right there. I would be like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm going to come drop it off. And that's how the porn started. Yep. Uber driver of love. <laughs> For some reason, the sick couple decided to backtrack to Kansas City. Reports indicate that they stopped to purchase some uh, meth before heading across to the Missouri-Kansas border. What's the question? Yeah, that's what I don't understand either. They're not busting meth people. They're like, hey. Did they get a receipt? That's, uh, that's kind of what I wonder. And every time they, they say, is, did they get, how did they find this out? Like, are they talking to like, hey. I think they. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to wonder if they have like a meth. Like a, a meth warehouse. They're like, excuse me, meth dealers. Do you know these people? Yeah, man, they bought a bag of meth. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. And they went away. I mean. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get arrested. It's amazing. Okay, I want to get through this because, God, I have so much to do. Fuck me. Where the fuck am I? I'm lost. The next place they stopped. That would help us stay awake. No, I'm not couple, advocating brother-in-law. Kansas. Okay, next place that they stopped <laughs> is in a small, ta small town of Arcadia, Kansas. That's where Davis 
Davis's sister and brother-in-law and five-year-old niece slip. They these ones gotta die. I'm thinking. God, I hope not. There's a child in this one. Yeah, but it happens, man. I don't trust these. Oh, I know. I don't either. Davis's sister was completely in the dark about the manhunt for her brother and his companion. How? If they're fucking living picture- under a rock in a we tiny don't town, own one of them TVs or one of them radios, because mm-hmm. that way there, you know, it just gets in. It gets in the way of reading the Bible and That's praying exactly to Jesus. Right. Living in a fucking little trailer and shit. God damn. <laughs> That's fucked. No, up. thank you. She later told the authorities that Davis played up his, quote, newfound Christianity. Praise the Lord. Right. There you go. Yes. I think I'm on a, I think I'm on a good trail here. So she let him spend the night at her house. On May 25th, the following day, all five of them went to Pittsburgh, Kansas, approximately 20 miles south of Arcadia and ate lunch at McDonald's. Because, you know, you go to an expensive restaurant like that. You know, that's <laughs> a real upscale, you know. That's right. Hey, y'all get what you want. Order yourself a combo meal at the super size. No, mm-hmm. like, look who's rolling in the big money. <laughs> living it up today. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> they left the house around 11.30 a.m. And Davis's niece rode with him and Dina while her parents followed in their vehicle. At some point along the way to Pittsburgh, Davis pulled over to tell his sister that he wanted to go somewhere else for lunch. She and her husband agreed to let their daughter go with them and Dina, him and Dina, with the understanding that they would uh, bring her back home in a few hours. When they didn't arrive at the agreed upon time, Davis's sister called the police. That's when she finally learned that her brother and companion were wanted by the authorities for murder. We're horrible pieces of shit. That's going to make you feel like a real shitty parent. Like, seriously, anyway, oh my God, what fucking big piece of shit am I? I just well, you don't want to my... think that your own brother is going to do something. <laughs> I don't like... trust mine. Well, okay. <laughs> not, my, not my stepbrothers. Bobby and Clint are pretty cool, but uh, my real... My, Full brother Phil. I don't I I wouldn't trust him to watch my cat. Yeah, let alone your kid. Guy needs a fucking shot collar and a castration. <coughs> it was later determined that after Davis and Dina drove off with the niece that day, they started driving around the uh, the back roads along the Kansas and Missouri state line. The whole time they took turns sexually assaulting the little girl. I knew something bad was going to happen. Yep. I could feel it. The entire time, the two of them were planning to commit suicide. Apparently, they were also going to take the child's life as well. Davis and Dina uh, each took a handful of pills and followed that up with a shit ton of meth. <laughs> and it literally says on this report, a, a shit, shit ton. ton. <laughs> However... At some point during their dope uh, haze, haze all around, <laughs> the violent couple made the decision that the little girl didn't deserve what they had done, and they were planning uh, and what they were planning to do to her. Instead, they chose to show uh, to show her some mercy. Well, that's good, okay, but still, man, you're fucking with a little girl who is apparently five years old. It's just—it's disgusting. I think you should be alive while. Acid is poured on your genitals. No, I, I agree, man. That's that's where I draw the line. You don't fuck kids. Like, for real. You don't fuck with kids. Leave them alone. Yeah. 
Right around that time, or perhaps a little before, the FBI got involved with the man hunt and woman hunt. The person hunt. The person hunt. A spokesman for the Bureau, Agent Jeff Lanza. That sounds like a good... I'm Agent Jeff Lanza. I'm already afraid of this guy, and I'm not (laughs) even on their list. Released the following statement. They are the most wanted couple in America, and every FBI office in the country is aware of the significance of this case. Media reports across the nation report that Davis and Dina decided to surrender to the authorities. However, those reports were completely false. This is what really happened. Davis's plan to go out with uh, Dina Romeo and, Ju- Romeo and Juliet style with them, you know, dropping his niece off close to her home in Arcadia. That was the plan, right? Yeah. Then they were going to go driving out to the country and find a remote spot where they could pull over. If they made it that far. Right, because they're already methed out and have a shit ton pills. of pills and all kinds yeah. of shit in them. So once they found the right place, they were going to take the rest of the drugs that they had in their possession. At that point, his plan was for them to each hold each other close as they drifted off to sleep and eventually died of an overdose. That's going to take days and days. You're going to be awake for days before that happens. Will you die already? No, No. you first, fucker. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, a wrench got thrown into his plans, into their plans. Davis got lost and couldn't get back to Arcadia and drop off his niece close to home. Because apparently they don't have a GPS. And they were really fucked and up. And they're pretty fucked up. Like, I, if I get fucked up, I gotta be honest, I have a hard time finding my, my way from my living room to my bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, Marco, and hopefully like something like <laughs> something in my bathroom will be like polo, or at least my cat will be like meow meow. And yes. I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm going You'll the right know direction. where to go. If this case didn't have such horror and tragedy involved. This next part would have been featured on America's Dumbest Criminals. I'm surprised they didn't get caught for like reckless driving or something like that with right. that, all the drugs. But it's fucking Missouri and this, Kansas. Yes, so it is. There you go. All right. Approximately five after five hours after Davis and Dina abducted his niece at four forty PM, he pulled over, pulled out his cell phone, and called the Barton County, Kansas nine one one dispatch. So it's possible they did have GPS. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's <laughs> like, I can't program it, though. <laughs> yeah. Google's not talking to me. He was so high on drugs that during his conversation with the operator, he asked them to help him figure out where he was. That's not what I meant when I said they had GPS. <laughs> <laughs> Can you locate my phone? Yeah. There's a man and woman hunt, right? There's a person hunt going on. We're lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me do that let for me go you ahead right and now, trace sir. this, yeah. Davis told the dispatcher that all he wanted to do was take the girl to a friend's house. However, he couldn't figure out how to get there because he was lost on a dirt road. <laughs> You're a smart one. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Davis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need to fucking take a breath. Jesus fucking Christ. This is just too much. This is... This is worth dumbest some, criminals, we, seriously. we featured some stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. But this dude, he is one step from wearing a helmet and licking windows. <laughs> and going, it's my <laughs> favorite <laughs> flavor, window clear. Window are smarter than that. No, I'll agree. Window lickers are even smarter than this dude. Holy shit. 
All right. Thankfully, the 911 operator was aware of the APB. So they handed the phone over to Deputy Vincent Ashworth. That's a cool name. So he could handle the situation. Ashworth. Ashworth. <laughs> I didn't even mean to fuck up his name. That's, now, now, I'm not, now I'm the idiot, right? Ashworth spent 20 minutes talking to both Dina and Davis. During the conversation, Dina told him that they were planning on overdosing on drugs to commit suicide. However, they didn't want the girl to die with them. Then don't okay. give her the drugs. Yeah, it's pretty fucking easy. I mean, it's not... Just, but, you know, we're talking people who just now asked 911 to... Where they were. Where yeah. they were, so... Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Ashworth asked her, why are you trying to kill yourself? Answering the question, Dina said, we've done a lot of bad things and we don't want to be caught by anybody. We're going to end this before any uh, before anybody else uh, gets to us. Wrongo, you're not, yeah, actually. Like, no, no, you're not, buddy. No. At that point, Ashworth got the impression that Davis was still driving and beginning to nod off. He told, he told America's Most Wanted later, she kept yelling at him. You need to wake up. You need to stay on the road. I'd be like, maybe I should drive since I'm awake. You know what? People have told me that before. They get really... Apparently, I annoy people with my snoring when I'm driving. <laughs> And I don't think that's right. Just, you know, turn the radio up louder. I don't care. Put I'm your asleep. earplugs in. Yeah. Let me get some rest while I'm driving. Eventually, Dina was able to tell Ashworth an, an, a name that she saw on a road sign. From that name, he was able to determine that the couple was somewhere along a dirt road. Right. Which is they what they knew in the first that. place. They yeah. said we're lost on a dirt road. Why did it take that for this dude to... I think, hey, they're, I think they're on, on a, a dirt, dirt road. road. That's... <laughs> It's like it's like oh that's see that that's applause right there that's awesome <laughs> fucking sergeant obvious that's mm-hmm. good job fuck think they're on a dirt road he also knew that the dirt road was approximately eight miles long okay well that's awesome you're too a little warmer it's like oh, you're warmer no colder cold yeah Ashworth immediately dispatched a group of law enforcement officials to. Uh, in in the area out to that dirt road. As soon as he issued the details over the police radio, he heard the sound of metal striking something through the phone. Apparently, Davis had passed out and uh, at the wheel, and the truck wound up in a ditch. Well, that'll stop you in a hurry, yes, won't it? Will. There's braking power. Barton County Sheriff Shannon Higgins was the first to pull up on the scene at approximately 5.30 at night. That's a p.m. As he arrived, he noticed that Dina was sitting behind the wheel of the pickup truck, and Davis was outside attempting to push it out of the ditch. Well, that had woken him up, I guess. If I was a cop, I just would have peeked over and, hey, y'all need some help. You need some help, yeah. (laughs) Then he saw the farmer farmer had stopped to help the couple. And the little girl was safely sitting in his truck. Good. Yeah, so she's good to go. She's going to be carted off to years and years of therapy now. Oh, yes. Apparently, Davis and Dina were so high on pills and meth they took uh, that they took, they didn't even bother to resist the inevitable. If they even knew it was happening. They're, they're like, fuck it, arrest us. We're done. Just Because we're stupid. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we got to do all the drugs beforehand. Yeah, exactly. We're going to go out happy. Yeah. Dina's face was covered in blood. 
When Davis put the truck in the ditch, her face hit the dashboard, and she wound up with a split lip and a broken nose. Davis wasn't injured at all. Now, I'll tell you why she had a split lip, man. She didn't listen, and if she listened better, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Just say. He went limp. So that's why he wasn't injured at all. I've heard that when you take too many drugs, uh, too many drugs, you go limp. You go limp. Yep. Higgins knows that uh, as a result of the accident, Davis's niece had a laceration above her eye. She was immediately taken to the hospital to have the wound treated. It was while the doctors were doing their examination that they discovered that she had been sexually assaulted. During the assault, Davis and Dina had damaged her so severely she had to undergo surgery to repair what they had done. Once again, acid. Yeah. No, I totally fucking agree. Once Davis was in custody, he was interrogated by the authorities again. That time, the detectives recorded their conversation. Reports indicate that they that he freely talked about the fact that he had done more videotapes. Tapes that depicted him having sex with perhaps even and even torturing other women in addition to the two murder victims. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe I might have done that. Maybe or maybe not. I may yeah. have sodomized several women and yeah. murdered them. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. I oh, got damn I love coffee. <laughs> At the time, Barton County Sheriff's Department apprehended the couple. The authorities searched the red GMC pickup. Inside, they discovered at least 22 more oh, videotapes that they had to review. So it's porn night and snuff film night at the at police the, station, at the station. Order some pizza. That's what I was just going to say. Where's the pizza? Yep. Pizza and popcorn, man. After Davis and Dina were captured, Jackson County Prosecutor Mike Sanders issued this statement. It was a great relief for us. We can all breathe a sigh of relief. Well, yeah, man, because Psycho Sally and fucking Nimwit Ned yeah. ain't out there. Are in custody, finally. <coughs> yeah. I'm fucking dying. Because I'm looking right at my allergy pills right now and realize I haven't taken them. I was going to say. I was going to say that earlier. That's my fault. I do stupid shit constantly. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm half retarded. Tree pollen is high. Not as high as Davis and Dina. Not, yeah. <laughs> but close. <clears throat> pollen here is so damn high, it carries its own crack pipe. It does. It, it truly does. <laughs> Jackie Shoemaker, Marsha's sister, told reporters she felt uh, gratification that Davis and Dina were finally in custody. She looked forward to witnessing them face justice. She stated, quote, people don't deserve to be treated the way Marsha was treated. No. Yeah, of course not. You know, well, unless you're Dina. And unless you're the ones who, the perpetrators, yes. Yeah, I think, I think they do. deserve that. Then you deserve it, yeah. I honestly think they both should be sodomized and victimized. That's just, yes. That's just me. Because, you know, I'm Eye a for an person. eye. <laughs> <laughs> Reporters at the time were hungry for as much information about Davis and Dina as they could possibly get from the authorities. For instance, several news reports indicate that their crews outside of Barton County Jail after, after news of their capture was released. So, tons of media coverage. They were ready. Oh, hell yeah. Barton County Sheriff's Office wouldn't confirm or deny whether the couple would be held at their facility. 
However, news crews on the location reported seeing the officers from Independence Police Department arrive at the jail at approximately 9.30 p.m. on May 25th. We know you have them. We know you have the little girl. Give her to us now. (laughs) Around that time, deputies placed a fence and I almost said trap, like booby traps. Like, oh, we got one. (laughs) Put a fence and a tarp around the red pickup truck located in their impound lot behind the jail. They didn't want news news photographers and camera crews to obtain footage of the vehicle. However, some noticed it had front-end damage before the tarp was erected. Somebody went through the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, they put the fucking thing in a dish, you know? There's going to be some front-end damage. Yeah, then you got the Beavis <laughs> and Butthead over here, the male and female versions of Beavis and Butthead, trying to push it out and you're like, hey, policeman, can you help us we out here? We need some help. <laughs> we need some help. According to reports, once Mark uh, filed for divorce, uh, oh, that's Mark Riley. That's her ex-husband. Yeah. Uh, he considered himself lucky. <laughs> he should. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> he has raised his daughters with the help of his parents while he worked two jobs. He was employed as an apartment manager and he and was working for a local testing lab as a biomedical engineer. He did admit that witnessing Dina's life take a horrible downward spiral, Spiral was look was looking at her photo when she got into terrible trouble with Davis, it, that was very difficult for him. Yeah, he, he loved her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At one point. At one point. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. It's like, but, oh, I'm glad I got away from this crazy guy. Yeah. In reference to her picture, Mark said, quote, she looks so hard and her eyes are so blank. She looks like an old woman. In regards to her situation at the time, he stated, this was overwhelming for the whole family. It's a nightmare. It's barbaric. And I agree. I 100%. How would you like to know for the rest of your life that your mother did that shit? Yeah, no shit, man. That's jacked. When the public found out that Davis and Dino were uh, violated, uh, that they had violated uh, the five-year-old girl so severely... They understandably began to ask questions. They wanted to know why the authorities simply let the couple leave their site on May 17th while they tried to secure a search warrant. I so, agree. Why? That's kind of, but I'm, but it could be law by law. Yeah, states. no, I know. I'm not a no, lawyer. But <laughs> Since that decision ultimately led to the sexual assault of a child, the questions weren't just idle musings. They demanded answers from the two men in charge of the law enforcement agencies involved. Those two men were defensive as they insisted that both of their departments made the right decision at the time. It's probably the only one they could make at the time. Could be. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Follow them. That could have. Yeah, true. What are they going to do? Or drive out of jurisdiction. Yeah. Then you can't and do then shit. And then at that point you have to Lafayette stop. Lafayette County yeah. Sheriff's Department, Kenrick. Alambaugh, goddamn, issued a statement uh, in the in response. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Either the public is going to understand it, or they're not going to understand it. There's not a whole lot I can do about about it at this at this point in time. We have to do our jobs right and not happen haphazardly. Haphazardly, I knew that. Goddamn. 
It doesn't right matter. It's, Kiss my it's ass. us today. today <laughs> this is just we, us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, right now, I got, I got to tell you, man, like with Laura and I, like it is just a downward spiral <laughs> of fucked up yeah. for these episodes. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just us. We appreciate you guys for hanging on. <laughs> just ride it with us, man. Yeah. None of us are even high. <laughs> the only up. way out is through. Independence Police Chief Fred Mills issued this statement in defending their decision not to detain Davis and Riley or place them under surveillance. You can spin the facts any way you want, but we, but we had no probable cause to arrest them. What that means for an arrest warrant is a lot more than you need for a search warrant. Okay, so what? yeah, what you need for an arrest warrant is way more than what you need for a search warrant. That makes sense. Because you have to have probable cause. Yeah. <coughs> Normally, I wait until the end uh, uh, to give my thoughts and opinions. However, this time, I can't wait to get this off of my chest. It's true. They may not have had enough probable cause to make an arrest in the United States of America, which is pretty, sh- uh, which I'm pretty sure includes Missouri, but I'm not sure. Whether the rest of the nation wants to it to be or not, there's a certain aspect of the law. There's certain aspects of the law. First of all, Davis was on parole at the time, and the authorities arrived at his residence to question him about oh, Marcia Spencer's murder. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah, and they correct, yes, it and is. they saw weed out in the out yeah. in the open before it was legal. And yes. I'm not even sure if it's legal in Missouri or whatever. They had enough probable cause to arrest him for a parole violation. Yes, they did. That would have put him in custody until his parole officer decided what to do with him. So, that's not all. But wait, there's, there's more. more. For twenty nine ninety nine, get the sham wow. <laughs> Our laws also guarantee everyone in the country is granted the right to due process. However, every law enforcement agency has the ability to detain potential suspects for up to 48 hours, even if they don't have probable cause to make an arrest. This is true. I thought it was 72 hours. But okay. We'll go with two days. 72 hours is mental. Oh. (laughs) That's why I'm used to the 72. That makes more sense. That's what you're thinking of. Because I've, you know, my mental... Because we've done that. Because <laughs> we're fucking crazy! Yes. This gives authorities the ability to continue an investigation and keep the potential suspect off the street and prevent them from committing more crimes. For that reason, they could have gotten both Davis and Dina off the streets. Therefore, they wouldn't have had the opportunity to harm that little girl. Not to mention... She wouldn't have had to spend the rest of her life with the nightmares that are haunting her yeah. today. And they wouldn't have to deal with the massive lawsuit that inevitably would follow. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Unfortunately, Sherry Bellew was correct. The authorities determined that her daughter, Michelle, was in fact the victim from the second video that they found. Well, I could have told you that, sweetheart. Yeah. Apparently, after Davis and Dino were in custody from, for murdering Marsha, they freely admitted that they killed Michelle, too. Why not? You're already in custody. <laughs> You're exactly. already fucked. They, they already have the smoking gun. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to do? That's not me. I'm a killer, but I'm not that killer. Not that one. Yeah. Even though I'm on the tape. 
Fuck. We're going to need to compare to know it's you. Have Have you seen this penis? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a violent penis. It turns out her death was substantially more cruel than Marsha's. According to the couple, this is what happened. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. This is how we do it. <laughs> Apparently, sometime in late April 2006, Michelle agreed to have sex with both Davis and Dina because they promised to give her some meth. Just like I thought. Yep. Let's, let's hear this story about this. Now, I'm going I'm to start calling her Methany. Yes. The couple used her addiction to meth to control her. Well, everybody uses a drug addiction to control somebody that's a controlling behavior. Mm-hmm. For three days, they kept Michelle captive as a sex slave while they raped, beat, tortured, and choked her repeatedly. <sighs> After three days of hell, Michelle was still alive. However... Davis and Dina were afraid she would alert the authorities about what they had done to her. You think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. let her go. They're like, um, we're fucked. Yeah. What are we going to do? That's when Davis made the decision that she had to die. You have to go. Once the decision was made, Davis and Dina used a speaker wire to tie Michelle up. They then put her in the trunk and drove to a secluded spot in the woods near Liberty, Missouri. That's when Davis removed Michelle from the vehicle and Dina drove the fuck off. She's like, okay, I'm going to go get like my nails did. I'm going to go pick up the next round of drugs while you finish this I'm gonna up. I'm going to get some drugs. My lips feel ashy. <laughs> <laughs> That's an ongoing joke now. <laughs> after Davis and Dina talked about what they had done, oh, I'm, according to prosecutors, after Davis was alone with Michelle, he... He tried using a rope to strangle her, but wasn't successful. Because How are you rope not su- is hard. Su- come on. <laughs> what an idiot, man. He had to, you know. Use like, your own body weight. He had, he had to look at it. And well, he had to open up his manual. How to strangle a girl with the rope. First, get rope. He's like, God damn it. Shit. <laughs> this here says twine. It doesn't say rope. I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Once he realized it wasn't working, he used something to suffocate her to death. Then he simply left her body there. Like, ah, I'm out. Done. Done with this <clears throat> one. On to the next one. After Davis and Dina talked about what they had done later that evening, they became concerned that they had left evidence behind that would point to him. Therefore, the next day, they returned to the location where they disposed of her body. That's when they poured lighter fluid all over her remains and set them on fire. Fire! That's going to be a real hot fire, though. In no order to shit. burn all of that. And burn the meth out. <laughs> well, that's an, ex- the an accelerant like there. Michelle's body uh, remained undiscovered until a couple took the authorities out uh, out to it after they were arrested. This, so they said, hey, this is where they are now. Son of a bitch, that's her body. Yeah, it's all burned up. That's her. What's left of it, yeah. After Davis and Dina led the authorities to the remains of their second victim, the Independence Police Detectives asked Sherry Ballow and her granddaughter to provide DNA samples. They wanted to compare their DNA to those of the remains, you know, to make sure it was Michelle. It was her, yeah. yeah. Every time the phone rang at Sherry's house, she knew that it was going to be the authorities confirming the remains they discovered in Clay County belonged to Michelle. She said, 
it's been horrible. I can't sleep. I'm just so afraid. What are you afraid of? You know I'm she's dead. I'm mad at that point. Yeah, like, you pissed. let me at at those fuckers. Yep. Give me five minutes in heaven with them. Yeah. Independence Police Captain Ken Jarrigan. I almost said Jarhead. <laughs> Maybe he was. <laughs> indicated that they were led to the remains by the defendants. Now, they were waiting for forensics e- experts and staff with Jackson County Medical Examiner's Office to compare DNA samples. Sherry provided to, uh, that Sherry provided to see if they were actually the remains of Michelle, as Davis and Dina claimed. The authorities didn't reveal the identity of Davis and Dina's second victim until June 10th of 2006. It took them that long to positively identify the remains. Wow. Belonged to Michelle Ricci. Even though Davis and Dina led the authorities to the remains after they were captured, Clay County Under Sheriff Roger Yates wouldn't confirm or deny the victim's identity. He waited until the medical examiner compared the DNA samples, and finally the dental records to make a positive identification. That's smart. It is. Because you don't know if these two assholes here are lying Lying. or or what the fuck the deal is, right? Even though Davis and Dina led the authorities... Oh, I already read that. Jesus Christ. Hooked on phonics. (laughs) Technically, Michelle was the couple's first victim because her murder occurred nearly two weeks before Marsha's. Marsha, Marsha, (laughs) Marsha. See, it's always about Marsha. Always. However, Michelle's body was the second to be found, so every report refers to her as the second victim. When the authorities learned uh, about what the pair had done to Michelle and Marsha, they feared that they might that there might be more victims and yet that that they'd get to discover however after interrogating davis and dina separately for hours they said that they were pretty confident that michelle and marcia were the only two women that they had murdered but, but they had, had they 20 somewhat fucking 20, tapes. 22 other tapes yeah so uh, dudes who's on the other tapes you And and if you let 22 other women go and nobody said anything, I mean, I guess you'd be scared shitless. I'm already scared shitless. They're going to come and get you again. I'm afraid that they're going to, like, rape and choke me because of my sexiness. And uh, they won't be able to help themselves. They won't. They're going to be like, that is one sexy bitch. And then they're going to strain me. (laughs) I I don't know how y'all stop yourselves from raping me either. Because of it's my sexiness. It's because you put the screen up, and now I can't see you, so that's what's saving your life, Scott. <laughs> as I look over the... Uh, <laughs> as I look over the screen. Davis separately hours. Okay, obviously. Obviously, Davis and Dina were charged with two counts of first-degree murder for the deaths of Marsha and Michelle. In addition to that, they also faced what's referred to as secondary charges, which include assault, rape, and sodomy. 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 Since the bodies of Marsha and Michelle were discovered in two different counties, the couple would have to stand trial in both of them. Marsha's case was going to be prosecuted in Jackson County, Missouri, and Michelle's case was going to be held in Clay County, Missouri. Lots of Missouri going on. <laughs> After prosecutors, lots of misery. Lots of misery. After prosecutors determined what to charge Davis and Dina with, they issued a, a statement to the media. In that statement, they announced that they were uh, definitely going to seek the death penalty against both the suspects. 
Both prosecutors issued the following statement. Clay County Prosecutor Daniel White stated, because he knows the white way to do it, (laughs) the most vile and criminal act should be subject to the ultimate punishment. Yes. And Jackson County Prosecutor Mike Sanders said, morally and ethically, we think this case merits the death penalty. There is no negotiation at that point. The crime was wanton, vile, and inhumane. In addition to facing prosecution in two counties in Missouri, Davis and Dina were also going to be prosecuted in federal court for abducting and sexually assaulting his five-year-old niece. Law enforcement officials were expecting the case in Jackson County to take precedence over all three cases. However, they also didn't think any trial would take place until sometime in like 2008. And as soon as they're, you know, they're just hanging out waiting for that. Yeah. You and know. I hope that somebody found out what they did to the kid. And I'm hoping, and I mean this with all my heart, I'm hoping beyond all hope that somebody seriously ass raped him. Yes. Like every day where they had to sew his asshole back together. And I hope they beat the shit out of her. Oh, totally, man. Just because fucking, it's, it's the kid thing. It it's, is. Fucking pisses me off. Davis and Dina were arraigned on May 30th of 2006. They stood before Circuit Court Judge Marco Rolden at 11 a.m. in Jackson in the Jackson County Courthouse in Independence. That's when Prosecutor Mark Sanders formally read them their charges in the Marsha Spicer murders, murder case. Each of them was charged with the following. One count of first-degree murder, rape, sodomy, and assault. That didn't include the charges that they were facing in Clay County or federal court. That's just That's in just Jackson the County. Beginning. Yeah. Yeah. We've only just begun. <laughs> Members of Marsha's family sat in front of the uh, in the front row during the proceedings. <clears throat> Most of the time, Davis didn't take his eyes off of the floor. Dina, on the other hand, couldn't stop looking around. She even cracked jokes with one of the deputies at one point. Dina's mother and two relatives uh, of her sat on the other side of the courtroom as Dina was led to the uh, to the defense table in shackles like the freaking animal she that is. she is, yep. One of the woman, women told her, we love you, Dina. I don't. Nope, go kick not her anymore. In the twat, man. Not anymore, we don't. Nope, I'd be like, die. I, I... Necklace for my kids. Like, seriously, if my kids ever did that, I would be in court and be like, I hope you get the death penalty. You're going to get what you deserve. Yeah, because that's just that's fucked up shit, man. Yeah. Due to the severity of their crimes and the heightened security that resulted from them, the two suspects had to wear bulletproof vests. Why? Let the problem take care of itself. Yes. As they were ushered in and out of the courtroom. They faced the judge uh, and entered the plea of not guilty, and the judge denied them bail. <laughs> Then, Davis was scheduled to appear in court again on July 12th. Dina's next appearance was scheduled for July 19th. Why would you get bail? Why would you ever think that you would get that? Uh, they'd give it to me. Uh, sure, why not? Let me just go murder some women, make some tapes, make it obvious I did it. Mm, Can I get bail? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, go on home. No, no problem. problem. Yeah, no problem. That's the same thing. Davis and Dina weren't charged with any crime related to... And this is in the federal arraignment, by the way. Dina, Dina and Davis weren't charged... With any crime relating to the kidnapping of the five-year-old girl until June 2nd, 2006. That's when the U.S. Attorney Eric Melgren 
finally filed charges against the couple. They were facing federal kidnapping and sexual assault charges. Pittsburgh, Kansas Police Lieutenant Hen- Henry Krantz stated that he was told the child, quote, begged her father to let her ride with Davis and Dina. Well, I'm sure she didn't think that was going to happen, though. Yeah. It's not like, let me ride with them because I want to be fucking sexually assaulted. Yeah. And raped. She yeah. was excited to see her uncle. She didn't think he was going to do that. Yeah, no shit, man. What no- kind of defense is that shit? Two kinds of people that, that, that don't you never expect it from. Your uncle or Catholic priest. But here we are. <laughs> Freaking Catholic priest, man. And that's how I got sued by the Vatican. Yeah. And they've got the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. It's like, you know, it's like my ex... It's, I, Catholics remind me of my ex-wife accepting ropes. That's what it is. <laughs> One way or another, you're going to get fucked. Yes. Apparently, the parents felt he could be trusted despite being a convicted sex offender because they agreed to her crap. Her request is, yeah, ride with your uncle. What's the worst that can happen? He's a violent sex offender, but... Yeah, just ride with him. It's, it's, cool. It'll be fine. It's fine. Even, the cup, even though the couple was, was at the center of a nationwide manhunt and their pictures were being splashed all across the media outlets, it came as a surprise that the girl's parents trusted him. However, Krantz stated that it, it really wasn't that odd to him. Apparently, he didn't find it odd because the father worked a twelve worked twelve hour shifts. Okay, how does that relate okay. to that? You're at gonna all? hear radio and talk. Do you not talk to anybody? Jesus Seriously, Christ. I, on the other hand, still find it somewhat strange considering this occurred in two thousand six. It's not like it was nineteen seventy six. Yeah, it's nothing like that, that. You know, like uh, yeah, bullshit. Davis and Dina were detained at the Jackson County Jail located in Kansas City, Missouri. Since they both gave detailed confessions, prosecutors said that there was a possibility the two might plead guilty. However, that would be an unusual decision since they were facing the death penalty. While Davis was awaiting trial, it appeared as if he was trying to develop a defense strategy. Early on, Carol Boyston... His neighbor from downstairs said that she had received some letters from him. In the letters, he gave her explicit instructions on what he wanted her to say to the police officers and attorneys that questioned her about the case. Carol said, he sent me a letter and he, and he had it all spelled out. Number one through, uh, number one through number ten. All the things I should say when they came to talk to me about it. As if I was going to lie. Yeah. <clears throat> You're like, here's the letters he sent. Here you go. Oh, yeah, man. And I'm going to wrap this one here up here in a short short because my voice is starting to go to shit. And I saw band practice. So we'll finish this up. It's all good. Uh, voice and question about kids. Okay, here we go. The trial appeared. I, I lost my place. I'm sorry. One time. Okay. When she was asked yep, to go. When she was asked to go into further details, she declined and stated that she had not shown the letters to anyone else. She said, quote, I've got it put away. I don't want to get any more involved in this. I don't care. Give me the letters. Yeah, give me the letters. I want to see what psycho over I don't here care. said. Yeah. You want to spend some time with Dina in jail before she's sentenced? <laughs> Actually, I've only got like a few more pages, so I'm going to see how far I can get. Okay. 
Okay, so, oh. yeah. So we'll wrap it up after this. Apparently, Davis didn't consider the consequences uh, his uh, defense would face by sending the letters to Carol. Since he actually mailed the letters, he opened himself to uh, uh, one more felony charges. One more felony charge. The charge could be one of the following, depending on his the contents of the letter. Tampering with a potential witness or intimidating a potential witness. And next week, we're going to talk about Dina's possible motivations. And then we can wrap this whole fucking thing up in part three. <laughs> Remember, you can send me pictures of your boobs. I'm sorry. You can send us <laughs> pictures of your boobs. No, I can't say that either. You can send us an email. At Brutal Nation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, wherever you get your blogs. This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.